So Adam, mm-hmm. I'm looking at our rules for today. Uh-huh. And you know what has occurred to me about them? What? These rules follow your favorite storytelling formula. I think today we're going to take a normal earth thing and see what happens when you put it in space. That is my favorite storytelling thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, 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 no. What? I forgot about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, which is just take normal everyday <laughs> kids and shrink them and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Such comic tropes as put them in cereal mm-hmm. and put them near dog, mm-hmm. I think. It's put them near very- dog. Put them near dog? It's my favorite Honey, I Shrunk the Kids franchise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honey, I put I put the kids near dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, when they're small, he puts them near a dog. I think there's a dog in there. I have not seen it. Neither have I. I just mm-hmm. saw the commercial. <laughs> the beginning of Toy Story. Yeah, I think I nailed it. Mm-hmm. I think you did. <laughs> All right, let's let's write some stories. I am Adam Ganong. And I'm Jenna Noor. And you are listening to The Rules. An improv writing podcast where we workshop, write, and perform a story. All while following a set of rules. We're back. We're better than ever. We have gone up into the mountains. We are ready to write stories. We've been training with the masters. Of what? Hockey. That's Um, who I've been training with. Who have you been training with? So when all those days you said you were at school, you were on a mountain playing hockey? Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the general gist. Okay. And let me inform you, hockey on mountains, very hard. Mm-hmm. A lot of uphill skating. Yeah. So this guru, mm-hmm. very, um, very, I don't know why I want to say frisky, not frisky, <laughs> very frugal. That's the word. Okay. Very frugal, only owns one hockey puck. And you mm-hmm. shoot that hockey puck off the mountain, you got to go down, you got to find that bad boy. Mm. It's a white hockey puck too. Oh, okay. And you've got to carry that back well, up and you've got to keep playing. Is that regulation for the game? A it white is, puck? It is not regulation. Mm-hmm. This is street puck. Oh, oh, street puck. I actually think it's mountain puck. There's there's streets <laughs> on mountains, Jenna. Okay. Okay. I'm but, I'm getting a very murky portrait of what this sport is supposed to be. See, I am too. Okay. Very bad at street puck. I think actually what's been happening is that you've just been climbing a mountain while wearing skates. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that you were just doing drugs and imagining that you were playing hockey on top of a mountain? Very, very possible. Okay. There was a real man up there. Uh, okay. I was paying him money. Oh. Mm. I am not sure the services he rendered. However, I was in that point where I was already paying him money. and It was awkward to be like, I can't pay you anymore because I don't have any money. So, you know, I just I just kept it going. I took out a couple lines of credit. Mm-hmm. And I just kept, kept the money flowing. Hmm. I, I do have bad news for you, for you, Adam. Okay. I think that maybe what happened there specifically was not actually writing training of any kind. Well, I have bad news for you. I am street puck champion 2016. So who's laughing now? Nobody, man. Probably this Xavier, is... my, my hockey teacher. <laughs> his name was Xavier? Mm, I didn't get his name. I assumed it was <laughs> Xavier because he looked like an Xavier. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very bald. Mm-hmm. No teeth. Okay. And he did say he could move things with his mind. Mm-hmm. So. Now, hu- humor me once more. 
is it possible that that was a snowman? <laughs> now, when you say it like that, I was noticing that the money I was paying him was just kind of accumulating on the ground. Mm-hmm. And I did not want to be rude. Mm-hmm. I did not want to say, Xavier, you tool. <laughs> Wallet, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I did buy, and this was this oh, was the upsetting thing. Adam. I did buy him a wallet, and it also sat there. Adam. Yes. Snowmen don't need wallets. You know why? Why? Because they they make deposits. <laughs> they, they make deposits at the snowbank. <laughs> uh, he actually used uh, he. I I do get the joke. I do know he was using a snow credit union though. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. One of those. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. A little yuppie snowman. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> well, it sounds like the hiatus has been pretty tough on you. Yeah, it has been. I'm just mm-hmm. ready to get back and get to work. That's and good. I do think that we have some pretty good some pretty good rules to write this time. So do I. So here are the rules. You must write about a pizza delivery guy with agoraphobia. That one was submitted to us by Hannah on Facebook. Thanks, Hannah. And the next one, you must write about some hilarious, crazy, Star Wars-esque story. And that one was submitted by Matt. Thank you, Matt. So first of all, we will have some licensing stuff to deal with for mm-hmm. Star Wars, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Also, I have just downloaded the script for Spaceballs, which I assume I'm allowed to use. Um, n- no, actually. Mm, I think so. Okay, I cannot yes and with you uh, am, on this one, buddy, because uh, copyright law does exist. I am the, I don't know, so I don't know if George Lucas knows about me, but I am the presiding microfiction champion, mm-hmm. so that gives me like, that does give me a lot of leeway. It does not in actually the in world. the face of the law. Well, Philip didn't tell me about Counter offer. Okay. So instead of Star Wars, it's the the Moon Buddies. <laughs> the Moon Buddies. <laughs> Wait, no, wars. That's not that. What buddies is not another word for wars? Moon fights. <laughs> moon fights. That's fine. I think we can. I think I can work without space balls on this. Mm-hmm. Um. So, what are you thinking? Do you have any ideas right off the bat? Um, I think the first thing that's standing out to me is like pizza delivery guy going through his routine at home of like all the things that he has to like all the like little um like motivational things that he has to say to himself to get ready to like go out and deliver a pizza Mm -hmm. and you know he's always like everything's gonna be fine everything's gonna be okay every day i go deliver pizzas every day it's fine right except for the one day where it's not fine and that's obviously where our story Mm. picks up that's the some of the conflict Mm -hmm. i like that so the, uh, just to clarify to this, so this character constantly struggles with agoraphobia and every day he says, this is fine. I'm not going to have to deal with this today. I'm doing good or. No, every day he has to overcome it. Okay. And so it's a little, he has like his little ritual for mm-hmm. dealing with it. And, um, and eventually he like is able to psych himself up enough to be like, going to go to work. Right. Going to deliver this pizza. Right. Going to go outside. Yeah. Going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Except for, of course, as I said, our story finds us on the one day where it was not fine. Right. Because what's happening outside as he embarks to deliver a pizza? Moon fights. Moon fights. <laughs> that is a uh, concept in progress. <laughs> yes. Patent pending. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm imagining a conflict on this could be, so he has, 
a straight up tunnel that goes from his his house to whatever he's delivering pizzas in. Okay. So he just walks out into that and he can walk across and get into his vehicle. Mm. And there's no problem because he's not in the great outdoors. But this day, maybe maybe it tears or something. For most people, it wouldn't be a big deal. They pop on their spacesuit that they own. Mm-hmm. They walk across, but he can't do that. And see, the, the interesting thing about space too is maybe maybe the reason he's in space is because you always... You always kind of are contained inside of something. You're Mm -hmm. never really outside that often unless Mm -hmm. you're on a spacewalk. Mm -hmm. But then the flip side is when you do have to go outside, the agoraphobia would be way worse because it's just endless Mm -hmm. open space. Way worse than on Earth. Also, earlier you said space too, as in like the problem with space also. Right. But I heard it as the problem with space too. Yeah. As if this story is somehow taking taking place in like, you know, we messed up the first space really bad. So like, mm-hmm. all right, we got to do this again. We got to try this again. And so we're in space too. 2.0. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway. I think, yeah, that's a, that's a real world that we're going to have to write in now. Space 2.0. So basically NASA has released the amendments and mm-hmm. they were like, so here's what you guys didn't like about space 1.0. Too big, too cold, really <laughs> expensive, full of garbage. <laughs> maybe aliens we yeah. were never quite sure about that alien alien anal probe glitch has been fixed <laughs> oh no we have amended that problem <laughs> that's in like the like update notes or whatever yeah yeah um alien alien constant aggression glitch has been fixed mm-hmm. we don't know what was causing that um more mcdonald's i want to know more about this press conference now mm-hmm mm future story yes brewing yeah we'll we'll put that one on the back burner Mm -hmm. so so here's an idea i'm i'm coming up with in the back of my head okay this guy doesn't like going outside very often Mm -hmm. because he has agoraphobia right so you know that idea of long-term space travel people go into like a a, a stasis or Mm -hmm. stasis did you say the word stasis people go into a stasis um so let's imagine so let's imagine this troop of people are going to what who knows what planet. Okay. And someone wakes up out of at a stasis mm-hmm. and they they call Domino's and they say, mm-hmm. uh, so when we get to Ganymede, mm-hmm. we would like an extra large pepperoni pizza. And so then Domino's, ever the good global and beyond global citizen, mm-hmm. does want to send them that pizza. Right. And so someone has to go, and this guy says, yes, please, mm-hmm. because he knows that he'll be in a spaceship for a super long time. Mm-hmm. So it's this pizza delivery guy in this spaceship. But mm-hmm. I guess uh, and I guess this is a problem. That's not Star Wars-esque. It's just in space. There, there mm-hmm. is a difference between Star Wars-esque and in space. Okay, but it could be Star Wars-esque because okay. he wakes up on this, on this ship or whatever. He comes out of his sleep early and he calls Domino's. And he's like, I'm, are you okay? He's like, help me, Domino's. You're my only hope. <laughs> <laughs> so imagine this. It's the exact same intro as, I don't know how you would write this, but you've got Princess Leia mm-hmm. and R2-D2's coming up to her, but she doesn't have that little thing. She's got a whole pie. And she's <laughs> sliding that whole thing into R2. And R2 goes down. And... um. And the whole movie is actually just an advertisement. So like Luke mm-hmm. finds the robots yeah. and he twists it. And then this pie turns, like comes on and it's like rotating. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh my gosh, what's that? Is that double stuffed crust? R2 is like one of those like display cases from 
from like a pizza place where the the, pe- the like <laughs> gross warm pizzas just sit and slowly rotate. But see, I like the idea as well that a pizza delivery place in space would still have like a 30 minutes or it's free guarantee. <laughs> and that's where Han Solo comes in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, they have to then they 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 need to get it to whatever planet super quickly. So he comes with the Millennium Falcon and they yeah. make the hyper jump. Ooh, I'm loving the implications of delivering pizza in space. I truly am. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So here's the other thing too. Okay. I said it was Domino's. Huge misstep. Mm-hmm. It's a small mom and pop shop. Yeah. And Domino's is represented by the Death Star. Mm, pizza Wars. Yeah. Pizza Wars. I do. I do kind of now want to basically rip Star Wars off wholesale. Very hard to do mm-hmm. in a 15 minute segment, though. Mm-hmm. Or not a 15 minute segment, but writing it in 15 mm-hmm. minutes. <laughs> Delivered to you in 30 minutes or less, it will be. <laughs> <laughs> I had a split second where I almost went full Yoda on that, and then I decided against it. Ah, uh, and we're, <laughs> and we've all missed out, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Yoda in this story, yeah. So when they show up, Yoda's house in Star Wars Episode Five mm-hmm. does look a little bit like an actual wood pizza oven, if you think about it. Mm-hmm, it does actually. So he is a retired pizzeria pizza, owner, yeah, and he's living inside of his. He's pizza a pizza oven. master. A pizza master, yeah. <laughs> And Luke goes to train with him. Unfortunately, we're just adding pizza into something that's already been written. We're not really writing anything new. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, does that does that fall under fair use? <laughs> like if we re-edited yeah, Star parody. Wars. Oh yeah, it is parody. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I think we just hit our stride. I think we need to change the whole podcast. <laughs> let's see. So let's change things up a little bit. So something Star Wars... Ask. So just just a war between people in space. We have good and evil. So good and evil. So good and evil. The light side and the dark side could be represented by people's beliefs on what pizza should be like. Mm-hmm. So Ooh, deep dish or thin crust. Yeah. Chicago versus New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's dividing the galaxy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Ooh, but then we have to pick which one we think is evil and which one we think is good. I I do like the idea though of young Anakin Skywalker in this story just being just this savant at making pizzas. Mm-hmm. He built his own pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone he raises so his own pizzas. <laughs> he raises his own pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> Which was an awesome part of that movie. As much yeah. flack as episode one gets, was my favorite movie as a kid mm-hmm. just because of that. Pod racing. Yeah. Um, That'll get you there. So we do need to fit the agoraphobia in as well. Right. So maybe, so this is what I'm thinking. We are going to just need to straight up write Star Wars parodies. We will need to be in contact and in talks with Disney to say, guys, listen, I know that you just started a new timeline. Mm-hmm. There has been some new information which has come up. We will need you to scrap that old timeline and start a new timeline, which will be Pizza Wars, mm-hmm. um, which I think will be fine because Lego in Lego they do already have pizzas, so the Lego mm-hmm. Star Wars are already taken care of. It will be the same uh, video games, but with those mm-hmm. pizzas. And onto some goofier ideas. Two options: number one, Darth Vader attacks this ship. He goes on. People are shooting at him. Mm-hmm. He gets to the guard. He's choking him. And the guard says, this is Papa John's delivery ship. <laughs> and Darth Vader's like, why were you fighting us? Oh, no. <laughs> and then it just turns out that they boarded this pizza delivery ship. 
the other ship has gotten away and mm. the war ends <clears throat> so much sooner. Another funny one is the unfortunate tale of the man who, as the rebels are attacking the Death Star, mm-hmm. was was called by a stormtrooper to deliver a pizza to the Death Star. Oh, oh, Adam. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's making me think of the Imaginary Worlds episode. Mm, yes. About everybody who died on the construction crew for the second Death Star. Mm, Adam, that's so good. Nah, see, one of the one of the problems with this is it's there the key is agoraphobia. Mm-hmm. And when I when I think of that one, I can't really fit the agoraphobia in very well. Mm-hmm. Or except for he feels <laughs> So get this. Okay. So he So he feels, I don't know how this would work. All right. So he's flying his spaceship and he's getting really close to the Death Star. Mm-hmm. And he feels like just the, this wave suddenly of like, oh my gosh, everything is too big. I need to get somewhere where it feels tight and contained. Mm-hmm. And what's that? It's a small service trench that runs along the side oh. of the Death Star. So down he goes into this and there's this idiot who's flying in front of him. And obviously this person has just taught, shut off their targeting sensors mm-hmm. and he's talking at them. <laughs> And then basically what ends up happening in this is when Luke, without the targeting things, shoots and nails that shot, mm-hmm. it wasn't his shot. It was the guy behind him who was like, you idiot, move out of the way. <sighs> That's good. And I'm just imagining that scene where they're all like in in the trench of the Death Star and they're like, mm-hmm. red one, red one. You know, and yeah. they're 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 chiming in with all of their like their like call numbers or whatever, mm-hmm. and he's just like in the middle of it, and he's yeah. just like red what? No, it's me from Domino's. I'm just trying to bring you pie. Yeah, red one, red one, <laughs> red one. I see him on your left. Nah, nah, nah. Pineapples on the right. <laughs> I'm not changing this order. <laughs> hmm. How are you feeling? Anything else you need to talk through, or do you feel like you have enough? Pizza really would make um, so many of the movies so much better. Mm-hmm, I agree. Even even the first scene of episode one, mm-hmm. when I don't even know what the droid brings to serve to Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn. Mm-hmm. I, it's, it's blue milk, maybe that stuff. If it was a big old pie, that movie would have been over in, in the whole series would have been over in five minutes because they wouldn't have left that room. They would have stayed. And they would they would be dead now after they got poisoned. Mm-hmm. Oh, and those droidicas, the ones that roll mm-hmm. pizzas on the side of them, or they just are mm-hmm. straight up pizzas. Mm-hmm. Also, um, in episode seven, mm-hmm. Ray comes in tough, long, grueling day of scavenging in the desert. Yeah, she brings her spoils to Unkar Plut. Yeah, and what does he what does he give her in return, Adam? One pizza. One quarter pizza. One quarter pizza. <laughs> Can we edit so that so close. I look smart? Absolutely. One quarter pizza. Exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Where'd you get that laugh from a can? <laughs> um, also, there's the scene where Palpatine is talking to Anakin about Darth Plagueis or whoever. Mm-hmm. And there's these weird lights flashing and stuff. But if that had happened at a pizza party, mm-hmm. that would have been so much better. Let's just go right back to the very beginning of yeah. Star Wars. So, what what along like pre like a long long time ago sort of deal movie opens on the screen. Okay, a long time ago in a pizza place far far away. Yeah, and it all happens in a pizza place. I just think Star Wars needs more pizza. That's what this conversation is really revealing to me. So if it just took place in a pizza place, 
You got pizzas everywhere. They don't have, we don't have to deal with an agoraphobic pizza delivery person because you can just walk across, no walk across the room. I think I have my idea. Okay. Well, let's, let's shut off the mic. Let's, sure. let's hear an ad. Okay. Let's go right. And after the ad, we will be back and we will see what we, what we wrote, what we came up with. See you on the other side. See you on the other side. So let's talk about ads. Let's talk about money. Okay. Death, sex, and money, mm-hmm. which is another podcast, which it I'm is. not on. But for listeners of The Rules, which is also a podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. You can get such books as Star Wars, Heir to the Empire, read by Mark Thompson. Hmm. Interesting choice for this episode, Adam. Why did you choose a Star Wars book for this episode in particular? Um, there's a lot of mentions of like, not specifically, but like kind of like a pizza-like substance in it. Oh, okay. okay. The whole thing, it's kind of like um, Luke is going through the archives of the Jedi Temple and he says, what is this What is this circular doughy kind of thing with, <laughs> with tomato sauce and cheese? And um, Yoda, who's still alive in this book, it's a very poorly written book. <laughs> it's like, oh. Are you gonna? Are you about to do a Yoda for me, Adam? I was about to, but as soon as I did that, oh, <laughs> I was like, no, this is not gonna go well. But no, it's Star Wars, and this is a fantastic Star Wars book. It takes place after the end of the original three movies. Mm-hmm. So when all of your favorite characters, Han, Leia, C-3PO are trying to put the world back together, the galaxy back together, Mm -hmm. if you you will. I will. Um, But there's this guy who's one of the greatest villains ever written called Grand Admiral Thrawn. Okay. And he's just an interesting, very well-written villain. So his his whole thing is he's an intellectual. Okay. And he collects art. Mm -hmm. And he believes that if you understand, if you truly understand a culture's art, then you truly understand the culture and then you can defeat them. Mm. It's been it's been a very long time since I, I've read these books. I read them when I was a kid, but very good Star Wars books. And you don't even need to read them. You can listen as someone reads them to you. Mm-hmm. And it's free. Yeah. And it's and, so good. And this is a podcast. So we already know that you like listening to people. Yeah, we know what you like. <laughs> So We've don't done our even, market research. Yeah, don't even lie to us. We know you want this, and if you're sitting there and you just and you just watched Rogue One like a month ago, and you, you're saying, "Gee, Willikers, I wish that Episode Eight was already here." Episode Eight is already here, mm-hmm. just in the alternate timeline, which mm-hmm. Disney has now <laughs> nixed. Go listen to it. Yes. You will not regret it. So to download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash the rules. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash the rules for your free audiobook. Do it. Yeah, do it. Do it. Do it. And we are back. We are back. Jenna, how did writing go? It went very well. That's good. Mine also, mine went pretty well. Okay. I am a little bit worried. I've never written anything like this before. Okay. I at least think it's funny. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine is too late to change now. Mm-hmm. I'm worried it's a little too inside baseball, like not necessarily appealing to people outside of like Star Wars knowledge, but there's nothing I can do about it now. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I wrote. Wallet, phone, watch. 
Marty checked his pockets and his wrists three times before walking out the front door. The routine helped to reassure him that this day would be just like every other. Marty has agoraphobia, so having a set of steps to follow before he leaves the house gives him the courage to step across that threshold. He couldn't trace the root of the phobia, unfortunately. That's just how phobias work sometimes. But he had medical coverage through his new job, so he was finally seeing a therapist and getting to the bottom of it. On this particular day, Marty was working through the theme of repetition. Get up, go to work, go home. Get up, go to work, go home. Get up, go to work, go home. His therapist had instructed him to follow the same steps every day in the hopes that over time he would see that nothing bad was actually happening to him every time he left the house. Marty was not convinced. Marty's new job was at a local pizza place on Tatooine. His therapist had encouraged him to get a job that would get him out of the house and would give him a positive association with leaving the house. In this case, the positive association being money. He'd been hired as their new delivery guy, and while he wasn't enjoying being outside of his home, Tatooine could be a lot worse. It was a good planet for getting around. Lots of sand, not a lot of other people. He headed out the door and jumped into his land speeder, zipping off in the direction of the pizza place. It was a relatively new place called When the Moons Hit Your Eye. Marty appreciated the pun. He showed up to work on time and was only there a few minutes before the first delivery of the day came in. Yeah, this one's going to that uh, crazy guy. You know the one, Marty? Marty shook his head. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. You probably ain't met him yet. Anyway, name's Old Ben. Bit of a loon, that one. Word around here is that he's a Jedi, but I'll believe it when I see it. Marty grabbed Old Ben's order from the kitchen and headed out in the delivery speeder. As he was crossing the desert, he noticed a shape looming on the horizon. Was that a Jawa ship? Marty's heart jumped to his throat. They would definitely know he was here by now, and once they locked onto him, there was no avoiding them. This was not how this day was supposed to go at all. Marty slowed the speeder down to a crawl, and the Jawa ship had already ground to a halt in the sand. A gaggle of Jawas ran out, a fleet of droids in tow, and began trying to sell Marty on the best they had to offer. No, no thanks, no thanks, no, no thanks, Marty said, waving his hands and pointing to the pizza place logo on the side of his speeder. I can't. I have to work. One of the Jawas squeaked, holding one finger in the air, signaling for Marty to wait. The Jawa ran back into the ship, and Marty almost bolted before the Jawa reappeared, a small droid in tow. It looked like a glass display case on wheels. I am the Pizzatron 5000, said the droid. I was built to deliver pizzas, but in my last home, I was used as a terrarium. It was ghastly. A light bulb flashed on in Marty's head. He could hire this droid to deliver pizzas for him, and he would never have to leave the house again, not even to go to work. He gave the Jawa all the cash that he had in his wallet and programmed the droid with old Ben's address, placing the pizza inside to stay warm. Pleased with his hard day's work, Marty returned to When the Moons Hit Your Eye, got in his own land speeder, and went home. I like it. Thank you. There is... There is one thing I'm slightly disappointed about. It's because of time limits and everything, though. Mm -hmm. It is slightly disappointing that he's gone through all of this work to kind of get out of his agoraphobia. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, the end, he does find a way to just stay in his home. But still, it's yes. good. I do. Thank you. I got to say, your voice acting is always spot on, and I love it so much. Thank you. I, I would love a Freaky Friday kind of a deal, though, where Luke accidentally gets the pizza display case and this mm -hmm. guy gets R2. And then it's a pizza delivery guy going to get Leia. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Unfortunately, with the 15-minute time uh, constraint, you just have to pick one thread mm -hmm. and see how that one plays out. All right. So 
Here's what I got. All right. The war was underway and at the height of all of its evilness and cinematic masterfulness. Joey, who was more focused on staring at the large moon-like space station in front of him, did not notice. Now, how, you might say, did someone not notice hundreds of spaceships whizzing about, shooting lasers at one another, flashes of green and red going every which way, and swelling brass accenting it all? Well, if you must know, Joey suffered from agoraphobia, a condition where he did not like being in large open spaces. And in case you didn't notice, space was the largest, most open space of all spaces there is. Thank you very much. Come on, Joe Bags, just a bit farther, he said to himself. He found that keeping his eyes on his destination helped him overcome that sudden gnawing fear of how vulnerable he felt. As he got closer, it hit him. The fear, the sudden surge of worry in his chest. He needed to take cover, get out of the open. Thankfully, there was a large service trench that he flew into. He hailed the space station, even though he was in the wrong franchise, and waited for a response. He got their machine. Thank you for calling the Death Star. If you'd like to speak to a representative, please press 1. If you'd like to report a rebel traitor, please press 2. Death Star, he scoffed to himself. What kind of branding is that? It was around now that he noticed that the person in front of him was flying quite erratically, swerving from side to side. He was in one of those doggone TIE fighters. Those idiots always flew like they owned the sky. He laid on his space hoard, which was a redundant item in space, considering it was a vacuum. But the tactile feeling beneath his palm made him feel better. When he got a chance, he whizzed out from behind him and got in front. But much to his dismay, another idiot was in front of him. This time it was an X-Wing. Dude, can't catch a break, he mumbled to himself, leaning back in his seat and sighing. His radio kept picking up people saying something about squadrons. So he switched it to the channel that played that one song, which was basically the only song in existence and would be for the next 20 years, unless you counted the director's cut. He thought about just pulling out of the trench, but that aching fear was still in his chest. Nah, he thought to himself, you don't need to force yourself to do anything, Joey. Take your time. You aren't impressing anybody. Luke, use the force, a voice whispered. He frowned. He didn't remember that part of the song. Luke, are you listening? Use the force. Where's that coming from? He shut the radio off. He heard it again. Luke, what's going on, bud? We talked about this. Use the force. He saw a pale blue figure hovering in front of him even though he figured that probably shouldn't have happened until the next film when the budget got bigger. Who's you? He said. Oh, the blue ghost said, looking around and seeming taken aback. I'm, I'm so sorry. I must have gotten the wrong spaceship. Ain't no thing, Joey said. Wait, is that a pie I smell? Yeah, I got a delivery for one grand muffin tartar or something like that. You should probably leave. This battle station is about to be blown up. It was at this point that some large gray ship swooped in and cut him off. He slammed his hand on the useless horn again. You know what? He said to himself. The ghost was gone at this point. I am going to do that. I'm going home. He turned his spaceship around, closed his eyes, and went into light speed. If he turned around for even one second, he would have seen the destruction of the Death Star. But this podcast doesn't have the budget for me to write that. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. All right, so let's look at our stories. I got to start off with this. What was Old Ben's order? Hmm. I hadn't thought about that. Probably cheese pizza. Just a plain He's old He's keeping it low pizza. profile. Yeah, just keeping it low profile. Yeah, low profile. That's pro. probably true. Nothing to stand out. Um, which leads me to my initial impression, which is of all the characters in the Star Wars universe, we both wrote about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Mm, yeah. Very interesting. Obviously not keeping a low profile. Mm-hmm, obviously not. That. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Why do you think? Yeah, why do you think that is? Space Ghost got to us. He's here now. 
as we were writing the story, he was like, <gasps> invoke the franchise. I think I included Obi-Wan because I've probably watched just like episode four, A New Hope, more than any of the other films. Mm-hmm. And it was sense. like the first one that I saw. And for most of my life, I had only seen the original trilogy. I, I like I saw the prequels. I had probably seen the original trilogy 10, 15 times through mm. all the way before I was like, mm, got to watch these prequels now. I think it was when the third one came out. Mm-hmm. I was finally motivated. I was like, I got to get around to watch these because I've seen the original trilogy so many times. So that's probably why. I I, I did mine just because it, it fit. Because I thought of that as I was writing it. It mm-hmm. just it just fit the joke. It was just mm-hmm. the beat that needed to happen. Yes, absolutely. But, but I think we were both planning a lot of stuff around that Tatooine scene kind of. Yeah. Um, and, and around just kind of that first movie. And mm-hmm. I think I feel like Ben has the most comedic potential mm-hmm. out of everyone. Because mm-hmm. Luke's just sort of whiny. Yeah. C-3PO's already kind of funny. Mm-hmm. D-2's kind of funny. Oh, now here's a funny one. Okay. Han and Chewie are delivering a pizza. Mm-hmm. Chewie has to wear a full body hairnet. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that just stood out to me that we both had, uh, we both had Obi-Wan Kenobi in our stories. Mm, yeah. Yeah. One of those, one of those common strains between two stories that always mm-hmm. happens here at the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went first. So let's dig into mine first. Okay. Um, Small thing just about the writing. I, really like and i don't know so the rest of the story i i think a lot of it was was in past tense but i really like that you did marty has agoraphobia mm-hmm. it just made it more poignant for some mm-hmm. reason i don't Thank know you. i really liked that though that was a good that was a good tool to use so now we got to talk about this i do so i really really liked the fact that he was dealing with a therapist that this whole thing was taken seriously mm-hmm. i am curious though what the empire is doing for medical coverage like is darth like Darth Vader has been through some stuff. Mm-hmm. Is he talking to a therapist every week? Hmm. So if you have watched Rogue One, this mm-hmm. is a little bit of a spoiler, but Darth Vader is in the movie and mm-hmm. we get to see his sweet batch pad. Mm-hmm. On Mustafar. Yeah. <laughs> is, is a therapist coming to him every week and talking to him and they're talking through things? Probably. I hope so. Darth Vader strikes me as the kind of like a sensitive bad boy who would have a therapist. You know what? Look, so look at this. Mm-hmm. Episode four, mm-hmm. he's killing people. Mm-hmm. He doesn't care. Mm-hmm. His therapist works with him through three movies. Mm-hmm. And by the sixth movie, he's a changed man and he sacrifices himself. Mm-hmm. The true hero of Star Wars is a therapist. Darth Vader's therapist. Yeah. Hmm. I need that movie. Yeah. I need that extended universe novelization. Yeah, really. <laughs> Disney. Hit us up. JJ, you you listen in JJ? Yeah. Mr. Bro. Abrams, please. Yeah. <laughs> um but like what else like um what kind of what kind of plans do they have cuz they got to have something. Mhm. They gotta got to have to. something. Yeah. Like vision, dental, maybe like travel, like group travel, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, they everything that's going on, it has to get expensed somehow. Mm-hmm. There's see, uh, uh, this is what I like. We're looking into economies that are happening in Star Wars that a lot of people don't think of. Mm-hmm. People need to eat. People need to deliver food. Um, robots were built for that. Probably, I'm going to say 50% of robots in Star Wars mm-hmm. are probably food delivery robots. And then on top of that, we obviously there's going to be psychiatrists. There's going to be different people doing different things. There's mm-hmm. going to be pizza delivery guys. Mm-hmm. There's, just a, there's a whole lot going on there. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And we we talked about this a little bit in the preamble, but who's working front desk at the de- at the Death Star? There's got to be multiple mm-hmm. front desks. Oh, her name is Marlene, and she is so done. 
<laughs> she has to wear that stupid she's not even a stormtrooper and they make her wear the stormtrooper outfit yeah yeah helmet and all and she does she does not put up with darth vader's crap mm-hmm. at all not when at darth, all when darth vader responds to emails he replies all all <laughs> the time and he's like look at this funny meme about the rebels <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like oh my god <laughs> And the thing is, too, is like we've seen the screens in Star Wars and none of those are high def. They are mm-hmm. all very bad. So these are very poor pixelated images. Yeah. Oh, and you know that there's like nothing on there for her to waste time with. Like she's not getting YouTube on that. No. No. There's no Netflix streaming happening at that computer. Mm-mm. She's got like maybe Pong would be like maybe Snake. Yeah. Tetris, maybe. Possibility. Um. Another interesting thing would be this: the day the Death Star blew up, she mm-hmm. called in sick. She wasn't on it. Ooh. And w- when she saw the news and saw what happened, she said, you know what? This is a new you, Marlene. This is a chance to start over. Mm-hmm. And who knows she, goes she, on, she goes on Space Craigslist. She she's, needs a new career now mm-hmm. because the Death Star and Dungod exploded. <laughs> she's another interesting character. We need to write about her later. Yeah. She sees an ad for a receptionist job and she's like, Hmm. She's like, I'm qualified for this. Let's see what the corporation is. And she gets to the bottom and it's like the empire. And she's like, she's like, I really didn't want to work for them again, but they couldn't be stupid enough to stick me on another Death Star. (laughs) They wouldn't build another one, would they? Yeah. Oh, man. That would be good. We need to back burner that story, though, and return our attention to the two at hand. So I also, I like, I was, when it was, the Jawas, I was thinking maybe they were going to steal the pizza or something mm-hmm. or they were attracted to pizza smell for some reason. Mm-hmm. An unexplored facet of mm-hmm. uh, the space culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. It, it, it was it was the sp- surprising yet inevitable that they had a pizza robot with mm-hmm. them. Yes. But I thought that was so funny. Thank you. I like that you stuck with stuck with the theme of robots for some reason having... Mm-hmm accents mm-hmm. here's an edit i would this is a longer story okay here's what i'm thinking though imagine sure. this so he's he's doing this job mm-hmm. by his own volition he doesn't have um a, a therapist or anything yet. okay and then he finds his pizza robot and he says great i've got this pizza robot that will do my job for me and i can live my dream and i can stay home and not deal with this mm-hmm. but it's 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 a an old switcheroo. It's a pizza robot, but it's also a psychiatry robot. Mm. And then it starts like talking him through these issues. That's good. And then they become best buds and they go on adventures oh. delivering pizzas all over the galaxy. Mm-hmm. That is a longer story that I would absolutely read. Yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the story. Thank you. Um, do you have anything? Do you have any? Um, oh, yeah. And, and I just quickly need to talk about it. I don't know if there's too much to talk about, but the, the moons hit your eye. Too good. Thank you. I, I don't know what what to say about it, but I just know it's very good. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was kind of as I was writing it, I was sort of like, I need to, I need to like, I need to get into this. I need to know because I, I knew I wanted to do, I, I knew I wanted to do basically what we talked about before, which is pizza delivery guy with agoraphobia has an unexpected day at work. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know where to set this. Is he gonna? Is it gonna be like interplanetary delivery? Is it gonna be on a planet? Should I make up a new planet? But as soon as I had that image in my mind of Tatooine with like the two suns and the three moons, I was like, yeah. mm, it's got to be Tatooine. 
it's got to be tied. And then everything else fell into place. Mm. Yeah, because I, I was going to have some sort of like when we had discussed it before, I knew that I wanted it. I wanted there to be an intervention in his day, but I hadn't decided yet if that was going to be like rebel fighters, imperial fighters or what. And then I chose Jawa, obviously, because it was on yeah. Tatooine. That that was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought of this is a dark, dark story. Okay. Pizza delivery guy mm-hmm. has agoraphobia, has trouble staying outside, gets a delivery, goes to the place, and uh, no, nah, this doesn't work that well. But I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep going with it. It needs okay. some edits, but it'll it'll work at some point in time. Mm-hmm. Gets to the place to deliver the pizza. Folks ain't home, mm-hmm. and he says, "Darn it, he it, he can't stay outside any longer." So he goes inside. And he puts those pizzas inside of that oven and he, you know, he rummages around the house a little bit, drinks some of their blue milk. Mm-hmm. Um, and who, who, who comes home, but what's their heads? Luke's guardians. Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, but he's left that pizza in the oven for far too long mm-hmm. and it's caught on fire. Oh no. <laughs> and no, they catch no, on fire. No, no, Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> And this whole thing is a big misunderstanding. Ooh, a rough misunderstanding. You were not kidding when you said that was dark. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. It's I apologize. Fine. No, I like your take. No need to apologize. Um, also in this version, the Millennium Falcon does look like a large pizza. Mm. Mm, oh, yeah. There's no way around that. No way around it at all. Um, all right. I have nothing else about your story. Did you have any... Any Easter eggs, anything else you wanted to discuss that you liked that you did? I don't think so. I'm generally pleased with what I was able to come up with uh, in the 15 minutes. Hmm. I like what I, you came up with too. Thank you. I think it's a funny a funny snapshot of life on Tatooine. Yeah. Also, oh, reality shows in Star Wars as well. Oh, we don't have time for that. We don't have time okay. for that. We got to keep it rolling. So, Adam, let's talk about your story. Let's talk about my story. Sure. Do you have anything to say off the bat? No. As as it was, I wasn't 100% sure what I wanted to do going into it. And there are some inconsistencies with the actual Star Wars canon. Mm. But I think the comedy kind of overshadows it, I hope. I think so. Yes. Yeah. I, I like all of your references. That's I liked good. what you did. I feel like you write a lot of fantasy, mm-hmm. um, which you're very good at writing fantasy. Thank you. Um, and it's very funny. But this is a different kind of humor. Right. That I feel like I get from you in conversation, but not necessarily in your writing. So it's sort of funny to see how that comes through. Okay. Yeah, I really liked that. It, it's like, it it was like you were talking to me from the page. Ah, Which interesting. you were because you were reading the story to me. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, literally I was. Yeah. Um, maybe that's interesting. Maybe it's because I've never written anything like this. Mm. And so I was a little bit worried. And so mm-hmm. I just had to go with the most natural writing voice I could mm-hmm. to make it funny, which is your own voice. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really liked it. Um, again, love your voice work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Great. Uh, great use of, of accents. Um, yeah, really enjoyable. I also really liked how you wove the feelings related with agoraphobia throughout the story. And I liked that the like feeling of being drawn into the trench mm-hmm. because it was like a, a safe space. I really enjoyed that. And I thought it was, it was like a nice touch for the agoraphobia rule, but also you knew exactly what was about to happen. You're like, uh Oh yeah. Let's see what, how this plays out. The one thing I will say about that though, is that I wish you had included like a final note about agoraphobia there's like mm, yeah that's true there's like uh 
for for the first like two thirds of the story, you're describing feelings of agoraphobia, and then it kind of like dropped out. I wanted in that final paragraph some other mention of the feeling because he just sort of turns around and so, goes home. But it seems more like he gets impatient. I would have just liked one more little line in there about agoraphobia. I think it would have brought everything home. There is a very small thing, but I didn't I didn't paint it clear enough. I don't think mm. when he turns around, he closes his eyes mm. because he doesn't want to see space. That's why he closed his eyes. He turned, but, um, yeah. See, and I thought I thought that that was because he's about to go into light speed, which, as we know from the Star Wars films, is a very bright experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But no, it's because he didn't want to see space. But I didn't I didn't paint it clear enough. Um, another thing that I had at the end, it was at that point that some large gray ship swooped down and cut him off. <laughs> so this is some of the inconsistency mm-hmm. that was supposed to be the Millennium Falcon. Okay, that's what I. Th- thought but you had referred to like every other ship by name there's like tie fighters which i guess is like that's a type of ship that's not like the name of the vessel necessarily See, that's the thing tie fighters there's multiple x-wings X-wing. there's multiple there is only one millennium falcon and mm-hmm. not everyone knows who it is but yeah on the whole i really liked your story i'm glad I, yeah i thought it had really good connections to our little workshop before yeah and i can follow the thread of your inspiration um from both rules. That's good. I was pretty worried that I wasn't going to get agoraphobia in there properly, but... I have one stray observation. Okay. Do you have any? Nope. Grand Muffin Tartar. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that, my, a highlight. A highlight. That's good. I'm glad. Because yeah. <laughs> I really... I thought that was super funny. Very when good. When I wrote it. Yeah. There was... This is an interesting story because there were several things that when I wrote them, I thought they were super funny. Mm-hmm. I also like that we both we both wrote with the same vernacular for the pizza people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had the same way of writing that Mm -hmm. broken up New Jersey, New York kind of accent. Mm -hmm. Mm, That was good. Yep. Any excuse to do an accent on air. Mm, Yes. (laughs) Um, All in all stories, 10 out of 10 would do again. Yep. Would watch. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we are probably going to get a great review on Rotten Tomatoes. And we did write about Star Wars and pizza. So the SEO for this episode is off the charts. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, is that, that's all I've got for now. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's not all I've got. I've got so much more, but we do need to end this episode yes, at some point Yes, we do need to end time. this episode. So we will say for now that that's all we have for this week. That is all we have. But if you want to learn more about regular everyday life in the Star Wars universe, we highly recommend working on the Death Star. It's an episode of a podcast called Imaginary Worlds. It's one of my favorite podcasts. It's a podcast about imaginary worlds and why we create them. Super interesting. It's just a, an episode that examines what is the economy like in Star Wars and that is the Death Star getting blown up actually a good thing for the average white collar, blue collar working Joe in the Star Wars universe. And it is so good. And with that, we also want to thank Hannah and Matt for giving us those rules. Thank you very much, guys. We hope that you like what we wrote with them. Me and Jenna would like what we wrote with them, but you know, we're kind of biased. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone else out there has any rules they want to give us, you can tweet to us. We tweet at the rules podcast, send them to us there, or you can send them to us on our Facebook page. We will take any and all rules, the trickier, the better, the funnier, the better, any, any rules you have that you want us to try and write, please send them to us. This episode has been produced by me, Jenna Noor. And by me, Adam Gadong. Dave Kiney is our marketing mogul, assistant producer, and chief warlock. You can find any past episodes of the show or subscribe to us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, or wherever else you find podcasts at. And if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes. It would mean the world to us. And with that, we are out. <laughs>